Hi there, and welcome to the Quiet Leader Podcast. I'm so excited to have you join me on this very first full episode. As we delve into the world of leadership and what it means to lead with purpose, trust, and empathy. I'm your host, Andy, and I'm passionate about helping people become better leaders, no matter their personality type. In this episode, we'll look at what it means to be a quiet leader, and how being an introvert also has its benefits. Introversion has often been a topic that has been overlooked in today's fast-paced, extroverted world. More recently, quiet leadership is beginning to be recognised as a style that fits better to the needs of today's teams. So it's important to understand that a quieter, more subtle style of leadership also has its place in the world of business leadership and management. And as an introvert myself, I've often seen introversion misunderstood or undervalued in the workplace. And I've often experienced times where I've been told that I can't be my authentic self. And I need to change who I am in order to progress. I should be louder, more direct, and should be shouting from the rooftops about how good I am. But I know that quiet leaders have unique strengths and skills that make us exceptional leaders. Ones that fit better in today's world. So, as we dive deeper into this episode, we'll be exploring the role of quiet leadership and how quiet leaders can leverage their strengths to succeed in their roles. I'll be drawing on insights from leading experts in the field, as well as examples of inspiring leaders who have harnessed the power of their introverted personalities to become successful and respected in their fields. So sit back, grab yourself a brew, and let's dive into the fascinating world of quiet leadership. I think the best place for us to start is what it is that makes an introvert different from an extrovert. While these terms are often thrown around, there's actually a lot more to them than just being outgoing or shy. According to Inc.com, extroverts tend to be energised by social interactions and thrive in group settings. They often enjoy being the centre of attention, are comfortable in new situations and are quick to make decisions. But on the other hand, introverts, we tend to feel drained by social interactions and we need alone time to recharge. We're often more introspective, preferring to think things through before making a decision. But being an introvert doesn't mean that we are shy or lack confidence. And as Forbes.com points out, Introverts can be great leaders and excel in their roles. In fact, we often possess qualities like strong listening skills, thoughtfulness and empathy that make us highly effective leaders. So while the difference between extroverts and introverts may seem like a simple one, there's actually a lot of nuances to it. And regardless of which category you fall into, both types of personalities can bring unique strengths to the table. For many years, the stereotypical image of a leader has been that of an outgoing and charismatic person who can inspire others by commanding attention. And if we look at one of the oldest types of theories about leadership, we have what is known as trait theory. This is a theory that suggests that good leaders share common or similar personality traits. As if there's some sort of perfect personality profile of what makes an effective leader. With this, the phrase that leaders are born, not made, became prolific. You cannot become an effective leader if you did not already possess these traits. And the image of a leader back then was typically a male, commanding, dominating figure, who exuded confidence and strength. And even more typically, these so-called leaders came from upper class or the aristocracy. Think of the great military generals of the time. These leaders were expected to be decisive, assertive, sometimes even ruthless. And women were effectively barred from any leadership role due to the suppression they faced in those times. Just think of how many potential brilliant leaders the world has missed out on because they were not born into those positions of privilege, so they had little chance of emerging and demonstrating their ability, all because of this theory. 
and this image has continued to be reinforced by modern popular media and culture, which has often portrayed successful leaders as extroverted people, who excel at public speaking, networking, and assertive decision-making. As we moved into the mid-20th century, the concept of leadership began to shift. Leaders have had to move their focus more on building relationships than connecting with their teams. They have become more approachable and have been encouraged to listen to their employees' needs and concerns. And in more recent years, we've seen yet another shift in what is expected from a leader, as our workplaces have become more diverse and complex. Leaders are being called upon to be more collaborative and inclusive. And we need to be able to navigate through uncertainty and change and to create a sense of purpose and meaning for our teams. So why is it important for you as a leader to be aware of this evolution? As leaders, we need to be flexible and adaptable, always striving to improve and grow. By staying attuned to the ever-evolving generational and cultural landscape, we can continue to inspire and motivate our teams to achieve great things. Recent research has shown that introverts can make exceptional leaders, and in fact, many successful leaders throughout history have been quiet leaders, such as Mahatma Gandhi and Rosa Parks, and even some of the most well-known leaders from the UK, like Sir Isaac Newton and Charles Darwin. And more recently, we can also look at British leaders like the former Prime Minister of the UK, Theresa May, Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple, and Simon Stevens, CEO of NHS England. All of whom have demonstrated that quiet leadership can be just as effective, and it can be particularly valuable in times of crisis when calm, steady and thoughtful decision-making is needed. One of the most prominent voices on the topic of introversion in leadership is Susan Cain. In her book, Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking, Kane argues that quiet leaders possess a variety of valuable traits, such as deep listening skills, a reflective approach to problem solving, and the ability to empower their teams by giving them space to shine. But what is it about quiet leadership that makes it so effective? Well, it turns out that us quiet leaders possess a unique set of skills and traits that are highly valuable in leadership, such as our ability to listen attentively, think deeply, and communicate thoughtfully. One of the most important traits that quiet leaders often possess is empathy. As introverts, we tend to be more attuned to others' emotions and needs, and we're often able to create a safe and supportive environment for our team members to thrive in. By fostering a sense of psychological safety within our teams, we can help our team members feel more comfortable taking risks and sharing their ideas, which can lead to increased innovation and creativity. Another benefit of quiet leadership is that it allows us to lead by example. Instead of relying on loud, assertive tactics to get things done, we can model the behaviour that we want to see in our team members. This can be especially effective in situations where we're trying to build trust and respect with our team members, as it shows that we're willing to roll up our sleeves and do the work alongside them. We're able to build trust with our team members more easily than extroverted leaders. This is because we tend to put others first. We get our energy from seeing other people thrive and be successful. A lot of this comes down to the fact that we tend to be more reflective and thoughtful allowing us to connect to our team members on a deeper level. We're also able to demonstrate a genuine interest in their needs and concerns, which fosters a sense of mutual trust and respect. Quiet leaders tend to also have the ability to listen and reflect before taking action. We're often skilled at taking the time to consider all angles of a problem before making a decision, 
and this thoughtful approach allows us to consider the needs and perspectives of all the stakeholders leading to better decision making and ultimately better outcomes. So where do we fit in as quiet leaders? Well, there are a few models and theories that can help us understand where quiet leaders fit in. I'll put some links in the show notes so you can read into the articles yourselves. James McGregor Burns, a leadership expert, posed two types of leadership in his 1978 book, Leadership, Transactional Leadership and Transformational Leadership. In short, transactional leadership is about exchanging rewards or punishments with followers based on their performance. The goal is to maintain the status quo and get tasks done efficiently. Transformational leadership is focused on inspiring followers to achieve more than they thought possible. The leader creates a vision for the future and motivates the followers to work towards that vision. Burns believed that transformational leadership was more effective because it encouraged creativity and innovation, and it helped followers work together towards a common goal. Transactional leadership was seen as more appropriate in situations where there was a clear hierarchy and maintaining the status quo was important. So which of these two styles do you think quiet leaders are more comfortable working in? Personally, I would certainly say that it would be the transformational. If we overlay this with the Tenenbaum-Smith behaviour continuum, we can understand even more where quiet leaders naturally sit. If you imagine, on the left, there's transactional leadership, and on the right, you have transformational leadership. Between these two, Robert Tenenbaum and Warren Smith identified a range of approaches between a leader making all the decisions and the team making all the decisions. The most effective leadership style, according to this model, lies somewhere in the middle. The model suggests there are seven different leadership styles along the continuum. First off, there's tells. This is where the leader makes all the decisions and communicates them to the team. Then there's sells. The leader makes a decision and then convinces the team that it's the right one. Then there's consults, where the manager seeks input from the team before making a decision. Then there's joins. The leader shares the decision making with the team and they work together to come up with a solution. Next up is delegates. This is where the leader lets the team make the decision, but ultimately the leader still holds the responsibility for the outcome. Then there's abdicate. The team makes the decision and the leader takes a hands-off approach. And right at the end, on the right-hand side, probably beyond transformational, is laissez-faire. This is where the team makes all the decisions and the leader is completely hands-off. The best leadership style depends on the leader's personality, the team's personality, the task at hand and the current situation. And this model emphasises that there's no right leadership style, and managers should be willing to adapt their style to suit the situation. For example, if a leader is in charge of an inexperienced army platoon and they're under enemy fire, the best way to lead the team is by taking charge and making all the decisions for them. So this would be up in stage one of the continuum, tells. But then, on the other hand, if a leader is heading a team of experienced and capable people who are working on an innovative product and there's no great pressure, the best way to lead them is by getting them to make all the decisions themselves. And this is called stage six of the continuum. If you consider where quiet leaders may naturally sit on this continuum, we tend to be more comfortable operating as part of the team or allowing the team to make the decisions themselves, as they are the experts in what they're doing. It's important to note that quiet leaders are not necessarily better than loud leaders, nor are they the only type of leader that can be effective. Both introverted and extroverted leaders have unique strengths that can be harnessed to lead effectively. 
However, by recognising and embracing the strengths of quiet leadership, we can create more inclusive and effective leadership cultures. One of the biggest pieces of advice I've always given other leaders is to get to know your team. Find out about their families. Find out what they do in their spare time. Get to know what makes them tick. And when you next see them, ask them about these things. Show a genuine interest in them. If you can get to know what motivates the individuals in your team, you'll be able to create an environment that will allow them to develop and thrive, therefore producing a higher standard of work. Being a quiet leader is not about conforming to a particular stereotype or personality type. It's about leveraging our unique strengths and skills to make a positive impact in our workplace and communities. By embracing our quiet nature and leading with purpose, trust and empathy, we can inspire others to do the same and create a more inclusive and effective workplace culture. So if you're an introvert who's hesitant to step into a leadership role, or you're already a leader who's looking to enhance your skills, remember that introversion is not a weakness. In fact, it can be a tremendous asset in the world of leadership. And by mastering the art of quiet leadership, you can build trust, foster collaboration, and achieve great things with your team. That's it for today's episode of The Quiet Leader. Please subscribe on Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts from. And join me next time as we explore the importance of empathy and leadership. As always, I'd love to hear from you all with your feedback, thoughts, and any ideas. You can reach out to me on Twitter at The Quiet Lead or email me at artofquietleadership at gmail.com. Again, thank you very much for listening. And until next time, lead quietly, but with conviction and purpose. Thank you.